right, welcome everybody to the third edition of the Stay Hot Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Kelch, and tonight we have a great group and lineup of uh, Kentucky High School Athletic Association coaches. Um, this past week, I put a tweet out that uh, mentioned the shot clock, and I didn't realize how uh, passionate the fan base of Kentucky High School Athletics were until I saw 36,000 people interact with this tweet. So we got Coach Steve Page from Great Crossings, Coach Jason Holland from South Warren, Coach Jason Henson from Augusta, Coach Darren Breeze from Adair County, and Coach Timothy Hayworth from Louisville Mail. So, uh, guys, thank you guys for joining. I appreciate it. And we'll just go ahead and jump right in. Um, you guys, you know, we're on the front line. We know the passionate fan base in Kentucky high school sports. And, you know, according to the NFHS in 22-23 season, we'll have the opportunity to adopt the shot clock. And I think the state association has to determine whether or not we were we would adopt that as an association. I don't think it's a school decision, a local decision. I think it has to be the association's decision. So we'll just kind of go around here. Uh, we'll start with you, Coach Page from Great Crossings. You know, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, how long you've been coaching, and tell us kind of your feelings and get this discussion started on the shot clock. Okay. But as a high school coach, obviously Great Crossing was year one two, two years ago. So um, entering year three, I was a – uh, mostly a middle school coach before I was two years at Frankfurt High School back in uh, early, I think, 09, 2010. Um, I, I, you know, mentioned that uh, I would be for it. Um, the, the big reasons, a couple of the big reasons are, you know, I, I, I want to get the kids playing it, you know, as fast a pace as possible with two to three dribbles and, you know, trying to play downhill. Um, you know, I think it opens up some, some – good strategies for coaches as well for, you know, end of quarters and, and uh, you know, maybe even pressing to slow down the other team to, you know, make take some more time up for the shot clock. And, and um, you know, it enables teams to kind of come back when they're, you know, when they're behind. I mean, back to years ago, I remember the year, but I, I know Kentucky would have never came back from 31 down against LSU if they were in the shot clock. And, but more importantly, I think is kids want to play fast. So, you know, I, I looked just generically. I didn't have a chance to look at all the stats, but um, just to what I thought possessions, we were, we were um, us and our opponents last year, about 37 seconds um, per possession. Um, so, you know, I don't know if they'd be looking at 35 or 37, but, you know, some of, some of the other games we were, um, you know, obviously score-wise score a little slower. And compared to some other coaches on this call, I think we were – you know, we were pretty far down to like male who averaged 77 points a game. We just averaged 64 points a game, but we didn't shoot the ball very well. So that was, that was a big part of it. But, but like I said, I think kids just want to play fast. I think that's the biggest reason, um, you know, for, and I understand you can do that without a shot clock, but you know, that also kind of forces everybody to, you know, to, to kind of do that same thing. You know, and I've talked to a lot of coaches about this and, you know, you gave some reasons that I haven't heard. And, you know, one of the common or most popular reasons is, you know, our high school kids playing at the next level. There's a shot clock, shot clock at the next level. So, um, Coach Holland, give us your thoughts on, you know, for or against the shot clock and maybe a little bit about you so the listeners can get to know who you are. Well, uh, Jason Holland, I've been coaching basketball for 16 years now. I've been different parts of the state. I've been able to coach in the Class A teams all the way up to a bigger team. So, um, my thoughts are – I really like what we do in Kentucky. Um, you know, the biggest thing I hear from other coaches is they don't like someone holding the ball on them. Don't let them hold it. I mean, there's ways to stop people from holding the ball. I, 
I played for a class A school. Um, you know, we never held the ball on teams, um, but we, we were really good when I played. So, but I, I can see where it, it helps. Uh, if you've got a kid that's going to play at the next level, the, the problem with that is the teams that don't have kids that are going to play at the next level. It just, it makes the game. I've coached with a shot clock on the EYBL circuit. Uh, even those guys sometimes play without a shot clock. The, the problem would be if you've got a, a lot of division one kids or college kids on your team, a shot clock benefits them. But if, you know, if we're looking at the fourth region, I would say our district would be really good for shot clock and the other teams, it would be ugly basketball. And I think you'd see a lot more lop, lop, lopsided scores, uh, a lot more bad possessions and a lot worse looking basketball. Now, if you've got, like I said, if you've got a talented team, um, a state tournament team, I think the state tournament would look great with a shot clock because you've got 16 quality kids there, 16 quality teams, I mean, and uh, the higher level the kid, the, the better it's going to look. So I'll be honest, uh, on the EYBL, we hardly ever had a shot clock violation. The kids didn't even know it was there. Uh, of course, we were playing with 35, but um, they shot and got rid of it before, but it's a higher level of play too. I mean, the, the kids are EYBL for a reason. They're really good, so. And also, um, you know, I think some of you can attest to this. You know, I've coached at a small Class A school, and um, there's a lot of times we take bad four shots anyhow when a shot clock I feel like sometimes would cause us to take a worse shot if we were in a situation that had to force. So I, I see what you're saying. So good points as well. Coach Hayworth, tell us your feelings. You're at probably one of the larger schools here on the Zoom. And um, tell us what your thoughts are and maybe a little bit about you and, you know, keep the conversation going here for us. Yeah. First, I would say what I to be able to play at Murray State, and then I was a grad assistant for Coach Cronin for a couple of years, and I became the head coach at Hopkinsville. Uh, then I, you know, got to mail here. But uh, I'm I'm for the shot clock, uh, just for the simple fact that I think you know every kid's not going to go play college basketball, but I think the ones that are going to play, whether it's uh, you know Division Two, II, Division One. Like our goal is to try to get them to be fully prepared to play at the next level, and I think you know, I just think if you could put a thirty-second shot clock in, like you should be able to run a play and get a good quality shot in thirty seconds. I, you know, I, I just mm. don't, you know, if it takes you forty-five seconds or or a minute, you know, what I'm saying to get a good quality shot, I just don't know, you know. And I'm not saying I, I know my teams are more talented than you know a lot of teams around the state, so you know I've not been in that position where you know, where we're struggling to, you know, but to try to find a shot in a certain amount of time. But, you know, I just think that if since college has it, that's the next level that you're trying to go to. And I just think it's beneficial for kids to be able to play a little bit faster and to, and to get used to a shot clock because that's something they're going to see at the next level. And I get the, I get the point, uh, you know, that every kid's not going to go play college basketball but I think for the ones that are, I think it, it'll make it really beneficial for them. Thank you. And, you know, and I agree with that. And I agree with, you know, we as coaches want to try to prepare our kids for the next level in all aspects of the game. And one of those aspects is the shot clock. So, um, and one question I'll get to later, but I want to get Coach Breeze and Coach Henson their opportunity. But start thinking about which time, what, what amount of time do you feel is appropriate for high school? I've heard Coach 
page say 35. I've heard you say 30. Let's talk about that here in a minute. So start thinking about that. But Coach Breeze down in Adair County, good seeing you again, man. I miss you up here. You too. But uh, give us a little bit of, you know, background on who you are and what your feelings are about the KHSAA implementing the shot clock. Uh, you know, this is my seventh, going to be my seventh year here at Adair County in the fifth region. Um, I'm kind of mixed on it. You know, as Coach Holland said, you've been at different places. Um, you know, I've coached in the EYBL as well, where you do play at the shot clock. And then, uh, you know, if it was up to me, I would probably say no. But if we did do one, I'd like to see it be about 40 seconds, maybe. You know, because I think the 30 seconds, like Coach Hayward said, when you got the better, when you got the most athletic team. And we've been in this situation at Adair. You know, we went 32-1 and one, one year. And there would be teams try to hold the ball on us, and we'd go send double teams at them. And to be honest, we'd even – let them get an open shot just so the game could get up and down because, you know, we got more talent that was going to win out at the end usually. And, you know, we, we averaged 75, 80 points a game three years straight, and now we're – we got a different crop of kids, so we've had to adjust how we play. You know, we're scoring in the mid-50s to 60s. So I just think it's an adjustment there. Um, I said I'm mixed. I would probably lean against it, but if we did, I'd like to see it be 40. Because, I mean, I could see a team gets the ball 55 seconds to go in the quarter and going to hold it all the way. Well, you know, like Coach Page said, you do got to get strategy. What do you want to go two for one with 40 seconds and vice versa and so forth along those lines. And just with – like Coach Holland said, though, I like how Kentucky does it. And the biggest thing to me is the class system. I don't ever want to see that go away. And, you know, if everybody's in one, I just think no shot clock helps even it out a little bit because a team does have to play slower to have a chance to beat the more athletic team. Now, if you were in classes, I think it would be a little bit different. But that's my opinion. And we'll talk about that too because I've all I had several people reach out to me and ask me about it. Do you think the implementation of the shot clock would ultimately be the first step to classification in the case of AA? So I want to get your thoughts on that too. But first, let's uh, coach Jensen's at a small school like me at Augusta, and I feel like uh, the smaller schools may have similar opinions. I was kind of shocked when I heard Coach Holland say that he would be somewhat against it at somewhat of a larger school. So, uh, but Coach Jensen, you being at a smaller school, what, what would be some challenges you think? would present to you if the shot clock was implemented? Uh, guys, I'm, I'm certain year 16, I've, I've coached at uh, three Class A schools my whole <laughs> career, and um, I've been at St. Pat in Maysville, um, Augusta and Bracken, now back to Augusta. Um, it's no big secret. I'm one of those guys that if there's a minute to go in the quarter – and I've got the personnel. I'm I'm holding it for one shot at the end of the quarter, especially if I'm I try to play good competition. Um, and usually most nights teams are better than us, so you know I feel like that's a strategy that we've always, you know. And guys, we averaged 77 points a game last year. I mean, this is not, you know, I kind of adjust to my team. You know, we're pretty talented right now. Uh, we've got a really good team back. You know, um, I, I just try to mix it up as, as much as I can. Um, you know, uh, one year we took St. Pat to the regional tournament. We drew Clark County. You know, it's 36-32 going into the fourth quarter. We got a chance. We got a chance to win the game. And if we don't hold the ball some, we have no chance. And, you know, I'm just giving you my honest opinion. I've been a long time. I, you know, I think if I'm coaching at Mail or, you know, uh, Lexington Catholic, I'm pro I probably don't think this way. Um, 
just how I've always coached. I, you know, I grew up watching Mike Wright's coach, and you know, he 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 would hold the ball some and, and give. I, I just feel like I want to give our our team the best chance to win, and sometimes that's the case. Now, I haven't done that in, in, in a long time. In my St. Pat days, I did it a few times. Yes, I am. I will admit that I held it one time for, for about four minutes against Deming over there that were much more talented than me, and and I, we held it a while. I think I held it the whole half. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm a big enough person to admit it. I know that's why Patrick has me on here right now because he knows that I'll do whatever it takes to win. I respect it. <laughs> uh, I said I respect that. And, and you know – it's just kind of how I've, you know, been raised, and I don't know. But and I'll be honest with you guys, we want to play fast too. I mean, if I, you know, when I had Brent Bach, we didn't hold the ball. You know, we, you know, we got up and down the floor, was able to beat Mason County two times, and, and the two times we beat them, we didn't hold the ball. So, you, you know, it, I think it's just different strategy depending upon who we're playing. I mean, I probably held it against Patrick a little bit and some of his, you know, talented teams that he's had here lately. And and I wouldn't say hold it, but be be more patient would probably be the correct term. Well, and that leads me to something, because the one thing I kept seeing on Twitter that kept upsetting me, of course, I'm from a small school, so I see things that the less possessions I give a larger school, the better chance I have to win. So, um, but I kept people, well, if you hold the ball three or four minutes, that's not basketball. That's not basketball. I kept seeing that comment, and it kind of upsets me because, as Coach Page mentioned, you know, it brings in a whole nother strategic aspect if the shot clock comes into play. But if I'm at a small school and I'm playing a larger school and the only chance I have to win is to hold it for four minutes, I feel like that takes strategy, too, to be able to execute that. So um, how do you all feel about when people say, even though, you know, Coach Hayworth, you're for the shot clock, Coach Page, you were for the shot clock, do you feel like, it's a, a knock against the game of basketball for teams to hold it for four minutes or teams to slow it down. As Coach Holland says, well, don't let them slow it down. Go out and run three at it. How do you all feel about when somebody says, well, that's not basketball? Well, when well I was, oh, go ahead, Coach. Okay, yeah. When I was an assistant at, at Frankfurt back in, in 2009-10, we were uh, first, first year there. We played Franklin County twice during the season. They beat the doors off of us. So we actually decided um, in probably early, late January, we were going to hold it. We practiced it every time we practiced. When we saw Franklin County in the gym, we played full court so they wouldn't, so they necessarily wouldn't be prepared. And funny enough, they held the ball for four minutes against us because they got a little frustrated in the third quarter. And we were, I think it was 24 to 19 after three quarters. Um, they ended up beating us because they made a three to start the fourth quarter. No, they, they made a three to end the third, and we had to come out of our, our strategy, so they beat us pretty easily. So, I mean, I do see both sides of the uh, – definitely both sides of the coin. And, and uh, you know, you're going to have strategy whether, you know, with or with without the shot clock. I mean, they not, I've not coached with it, but those guys who have are exactly right. I think in the majority of games you're going to have, you know, less than if, – if it's 35 seconds or 40, which Coach Breeze mentioned – you're going to have most possessions are probably going to end before that. I watched um, our district game from this past year, and we run a little flex. 
um, occasionally, and we we ran it, turned it over six or seven times the first possession of the game, and that possession. Now we got the ball to half court because you know the the will win the coin toss, but I think the possession and six or seven turnovers uh, of the possession took like 21 seconds. So I mean, your point being is we still you know, move the basketball and we got a layup out of it. So you still, I think Coach Hayworth mentioned that. I mean, you if you run good offense, you can still get good good shots within a within a shot clock time frame. Right. Coach Hayworth, your thoughts? Yeah, and I like, you know, I like the, uh, you know, I like the 30-second or 35-second shot clock, uh, especially because the game is eight-minute quarters in high school. So, you know, if you come down and you take 25 seconds off the shot clock, you've taken up basically a half a minute every possession, you know, if you were wanting to kind of play a little bit slower. Uh, you know, I think it's harder to speed. And I've been on both – we've all been on both sides uh, where we try to speed a game up or slow one down. I think it's harder to speed one up than it is to slow one down, uh, you know, especially without a shot clock. So, you know, if we play – in course, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. You know, male – if they had a shot clock, it's going to help out male basketball tremendously because it's going to make it a faster game. we got athletes, all those kind of things. And so, I definitely, if I was at a, a school, you know what I'm saying, that would benefit, I wouldn't want the shot clock. Uh, you know, if, if we're just talking about wins and losses. Uh, you know, I think for me personally, you know, I've been on both sides. You know, when you get up maybe 15 points and you're like, okay. You know, I remember one time at Hopkinsville, we held the ball for three minutes. Well, we were up like 12 points. The game was over because I had, I had really quick, good guards. And so once we got up 12 points, it was over. Uh, you know, we played uh, Trinity one year in the state tournament. They got out on us. And when they got out on us with that particular team, I think we were down eight. It was like being down 20 because they just keep turning it over, even though they had, you know, they had tremendous amount of athletes, but they had, they could, they could turn it over. And basically, you know, they took two minutes off of position and scored. Uh, you know, so I just think the shot clock helps. It's just my personal opinion, but I, I don't disagree with the other coaches as well. Uh, you know, I see it from their point of view, you know, also. Right, and I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this was because, you know, I think we all see, you know, benefits in the shot clock, and I think we all see why some schools aren't for the shot clock. And uh, Coach Holland, um, they've mentioned some times, you know, 30, 35, 40 seconds, um, you, I feel like you've kind of been middle of the road. You see, you know, you could be a for it, against it. You know, you're a bit bigger, larger school. You may be able to benefit from a shot clock. What time do you feel like would be appropriate, you know, for a high school game? Uh, I'm thinking 35 or 40. I mean, simple fact. I mean, if you watch a Coach Patino team, he, you know, 2-2-1 two, two, presses people back to a matchup zone. Takes eight seconds for you to get the ball across half court normally against his teams. Now you're – you know, you've got maybe seven or eight passes before you got to shoot it against his zone. You know, so there's, there's like all the coaches have said, there's, there's strategy to all of it. Um, I think a lot of coaches want it for kids because their kids are going to play at the next level. But honestly, they play 60 to 80 AAU games already uh, that are, you know, some of the tournaments they go to don't have shot clocks. I think if, if I have a kid playing AAU, I would want those all to be shot clock because those kids are higher level players. That's why they're playing there. So the shot clock really doesn't – you do want the game faster so it doesn't come into play. I know Coach Hayworth has a kid play for Bradley Beal, and so do I. 
you know, and they both, you know, played with shot clock all summer long at the Peach Jam. It was shot clock. Um, but gosh, those kids are high level four and five star kids. When um, let's say we're getting ready tonight play Cumberland County, if it was a shot clock at thirty seconds and they had to shoot it ever, they would never play Bowling Green. They would never play us. So then you would get to where their teams in your region wouldn't play you because they don't want to lose by 30 or 40 points. So now I'm having to go all the way to Louisville and play Coach Hayworth in a classic, or I'm having to go to McCracken and play in a classic, or I'm having to go to Clay County and play in a classic just to get games. Um, and I, I think that that all is going to have an impact on everything that we're trying to do as a, I would be afraid of what Coach Darren said about the ability for teams to say, hey, let's go to classes, um, you know, because a 6A versus a 6A school. And that that would scare me. But I also see the benefits of it as well. So it's, it's one of those topics that, you know, there's both sides of it. We've, we've all played both sides of it as well in the coaching world, I'm sure. Um, but – for the most part, it's it's going to be – that's why you've got so many hits, Coach, on your, your Twitter feed. It's just one of those questions that can be either way. But it's crazy, though. The ones who are passionately for it, they're passionately for it. Those who are passionately against it say, the KHSOA needs to implement it right now. We need a shot clock, which, you know, we've talked about this. Um, and I want to hear your thoughts. Do you feel like if they implement – and, Coach Holland, you've made really good points about being able to, you know, scheduling games and – you know, us at Robertson County with the shot clock would be hard-pressed to schedule a GRC or a Mason County or a Montgomery County. We have 100 kids in our high school. Nine through 12, we have 100 kids. Um, Jake, uh, Coach Henson can relate. You know, you look at GRC and some of those schools that are 1,400 kids walking the hallways, we probably would be hard-pressed to play some of those teams. So you're scheduling and traveling for games. That's a very good point that I had thought about. But if the KHSAA does decide – to implement a shot clock, do you think this is the first step towards classification? Or do you feel like, because everybody says, you know, the KHSAA, the way we do it with one state champion is special. You know, people talk about that all the time. We don't have six classes. We don't have six different champions. We have one champion. So do you feel like if this is implemented, and uh, Coach Page, we can start with you in the top left here. Um, do you feel like this is a step toward classification? Then we'll go around and let everybody speak on this. I would hope not. I mean, I think that's the the one great thing about Kentucky high school basketball is the fact that, uh, you know, we've got 16 teams, um, you know, kind of the kind of the classes in in a way are, play, are played out in the region. I get it that there's some small schools in every region or different high schools in every region, but, you know, you, you typically have um, – you know, the, uh, you know, some of the larger schools in the larger metropolitan areas are, are who's going. And, you know, we already have class 1A, 2A. I completely understand that, uh, you know, outside of a state tournament, um, you know, scenario and not the classes. But I think the beauty of Kentucky high school basketball is that. So um, if, if the two were correlated, I would 100% be against the shot clock because I think the, the one class is a lot more important than any the shot clock. Wow, very good answer. Very good. Coach Breeze, we'll let you. I haven't let you talk for a while. I want to hear. I want to hear what you got to say. I don't think it would happen immediately, um, but you know, I, you were saying. I think that, and I don't know how it goes about a rule change like that too. If it's too on the, you know, I don't know if there's a committee or how it is, but I think after fifteen or twenty years it goes by, and 
everything, you know, as Coach Holland said, if smaller teams don't go play the bigger teams and they see it's not a benefit to them, I think eventually, yeah, it would classification. You know, if you get enough people, if it's the Board of Controls or whoever votes for it, I'm not sure. But if you get enough people representing those schools that feel like, well, it's not fair because, you know, we're in a, you know, in the all, I like how, I think one thing that saves it in Kentucky is the all A is, uh, you know, because I mean, Coach Henson's on here, you know, we're related and, uh, but I know how important the all A is to him. I know you, Patrick, when you wanted it at Bracken County and Deming as well. Uh, you know, so that gives the small schools something for it. I know when your brother coached at Augusta, you know, they printed T-shirts three straight years from, uh, what I think they called it the river to the region. You know, it was a big deal for Augusta to make the regional tournament those three years. That's something the community took pride in. And, you know, they already had the all A to play for their uh, state championship or however you want to look at it there anyway. So I kind of think that does. And, you know, now we got the 2A, which we're a part of that. Um, you know, it hasn't picked up like the All-A has, and I don't think – I'm not sure if it ever will, but, you know, I think that does help the All-A there, keeping it from classification. But I do think after 15, 20, 25 years, you get enough people that want to change, then it might happen. Coach Holland? I agree with him. I think – I don't think it would be an immediate thing. I just think the longer it would go out and so – I've been a part of a team that won the All-A, and I know how special it was for that school, considering they're in a region that's got the Oldham counties, it's got the Shelby counties, and got a lot of really big schools. So for Henry County, the year we won the All-A, uh, even even though we drew Shelby Valley, um, you know, it was still a, a big deal for that community. They've not won a region since 62, you know, the year that they consolidated and made Henry County, but I, I do think eventually we would see it start going to classes um, just because we'd be at, they'd be at a disadvantage. You know, we're a, we're a 5A school and growing. I'd say we'll be a 6A school probably in five years if I was guessing, but um, I still, I, I agree with him. I think in a couple of years, if, if they didn't think it was benefiting them, you would see a lot of changeover as far as teams playing each other. You know, that was, like I said before, that's a good point. That's a point I didn't think about, and I think that will have a, a big impact on the decision. Coach Hayworth, what's your feelings? Do you think this is a step towards classification or? Uh, you know, I hope I hope that it wouldn't be. Uh, you know, so hopefully it just be uh, people getting together and trying to decide what's best for kids and, you know, for everybody. And, uh, you know, I don't say uh, – a decision you can just make overnight. Obviously, there's got to be some, you know, I, I think what they need to do is probably look at other states and see which ones have used the shot clock and, like, really research, and, you know, talk to people and, and really, like, try to figure out is that is that what's truly best for the kids and for the game. You know what I'm saying? And I think if they can do that and, you know, put some real time into it and not really have, you know, because I'm biased, you know what I'm saying, like uh, – I am biased because I, I, I want this shot clock. So you need somebody that's really going to be like, okay, let's look at that. Maybe not even a, at somebody that's in coaching right now, maybe somebody that's coached before, you know, and get big schools, small schools, and then really look at those states that's implemented it and see how much it's helped their game, see how much, it, you know, is there a huge – is there is there a differentiation between, uh, you know, points per game, uh, and all those kind of things and uh, or you know like time of possession 
Uh, I think Coach said it earlier that it was, uh, you know, he had uh, – what was it, Coach? I think you said 37 seconds. Yeah, gen- yeah, generically adding it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And so for us, you know, it may be 25 seconds or, you know what I'm saying? And so then you could just look at it and say, okay, uh, take all those schools that have the shot clock, how much did it really change? Uh, did it, you know, did it, what did it affect? Like, did it affect fail goal percentage? Uh, like Coach mentioned, uh, Coach Holland mentioned uh, about uh, Louisville going to a two-two-one back to a you know a two-three and all that. Like you know, how did it? How did all that impact the game? Uh, you know, with them having a shot clock as opposed to not having a shot clock. So I think there's a lot of research that you have to do just to try to figure all this out. And I'll, and I'm going to talk about that here in a minute. But Coach Henson, give us your thoughts on uh, shot clock implementation 22-23, if it is implement, implement, implemented, I'm sorry, do you feel like that is a step towards classification in Kentucky? Uh, are you asking me? No, Coach Henson, I'm sorry. Oh. Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it'll be – I don't think the two will be connected. But, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. I think it just depends on – if the KHSAA can make as much money as being classified as what they would at the 16, probably that would probably tell us a lot. I mean, I, I, I'm not for classification. And, and, you know, I'm I'm at one of the smaller schools in the state of Kentucky. I, uh, I think it's neat how it all works. I mean, you know, we know we've got to go through Mason County most years to, to get to where we want to go. And that, and, and, and that's a, that's a tall glass of water, you know, and, you know, it, 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 my, I'm, it blows my mind that Mason County's in a district with three of the smallest schools in the state of Kentucky. I, I don't, I'll never understand that. Uh, so no, I don't think the two are connected. And I think if there was a shot clock um, and obviously, you know, it would be, you know, I, I think it would definitely change our, you know, your coaching. You know, uh, you know, I'm not a big, I'm not big on pressing, but you know, if there's a shot clock, maybe it, that's something I would get into more. You know, and I don't know. I think there's a lot of strategy that goes with that too. Yeah, you know, I, I think anywhere from 35 to 40, like they're saying, is is probably where we'll be at. Um, so it, it would definitely be a challenge for sure. So. Uh, but I don't think the two will be connected I, because I, I'm going to continue to play those schools, whether there's a shot clock or not. Right. And as small schools, we benefit a lot by playing those larger schools to help us prepare for the postseason. So there are benefits. But, you know, this is a question. And that's just me being curious here. How many of you all have coached in a game to where you felt like the shot clock would have really been a factor? You know, that personal game to where, you know, like Coach said, he was up 12 and – he held the ball for three or four minutes, you know, kind of put the game. How many games – do you think there's multiple games a year where it's a factor, or do you think it's just maybe one every couple? Um, Coach Breeze, we'll start with you this time. Has there been several games a year, or is there, you know, one game every three or four years? How many games do you feel like it's actually been a factor, or the shot clock would have been a factor? I got a question after I'm done for you, too, here at this. Uh, I mean, I think – after you know, throughout the game, probably not a whole lot. 
But, you know, once it comes down, I don't have a number off the top of my head, but once it comes down to close games in the last two minutes, three minutes, or, you know, even the fourth quarter, um, you know, yeah, I mean, I'd say it would be a factor of somewhat of uh, this out. I mean, I remember playing Taylor County a couple of years ago. They were better than us, and we were playing zone. I think they were – they went up – it was a tight game, and they went up 10 or 11, and I kept – Telling my coaches, you know, they're going to keep, they're going, they're not going to, they're not going to hold the ball. They're going to keep shooting. So let's just stay zone. If they get it up to 15, then we'll come out of it. But if not, then hopefully we'll get back. And, you know, we did get back in the game. We didn't win, but we got back in it. But a situation like that, we went in and had to have been thinking about that, you know, just where the shot clock would have affected. So, I mean, I think it affects towards the ends of the game more than anything. But I think throughout the whole game, I can't really think of too many like that. Um, you know, like I said, I'm against it, but I've coached AAU before as uh, Coach Holland or Hayworth. One of them was saying, you know, EYBL, we played with a shot clock, and then we went to Las Vegas. There wasn't a shot clock, and I was wanting the shot clock then because we couldn't guard the team. You know, they'd run 35, 40 seconds off and hit shots at their shots, and we couldn't beat them. But, uh, you know, it, it just goes either way like that. But the question I had, you said a couple of times, and I'm, I haven't heard of it or heard about it, you saying the 22-23, is it up for debate or something at that time? I looked on the NFHS, and I think that the 22-23 season is when the, is when Kentucky can adopt the shot clock is what I think I gathered. I've seen not, Iowa did it for that year. That's why I didn't – but I wasn't aware Kentucky could or couldn't or whatnot. If that's wrong, yeah. then I've misinterpreted, but I think that's what I wrote down. Twenty-two. It says, beginning with the 22-23 season, a 35-second shot clock will be permitted in high school basketball games by state association adoption. So if that's the gotcha. case, does that mean that 35 seconds is debatable? Or is that what they're going to – if you adopt the shot clock, you have to adopt the 35 seconds. So that's what I was going with Coach Breeze was 22-23 year because that's what I read. Gotcha. Yeah, my AD told me a few months ago that they were solicited to vote um, how, you know, which way they would uh, each school. And I, I assume that was a, a KHSA – survey sent out to the ADs. I have no idea any results or anything of that nature, but I do know my AD did tell me um, he was asked to vote on that a few months back. Well, Coach, since you're talking, go ahead and tell us, is there, do you think there's multiple games a year where this plays a heavy part? Is it, you know, obviously more magnified in the postseason than it is the regular season? But, you know, you see all those people out there talking about, you know, we need the shot clock as if every game played at the high school level would be impacted or the outcome would be different if there was a shot clock. Can you think of any that, you know, or a lot, or do you think it's a big number? I, I think that's, that's really um, hard to say, like Coach Bree said. I mean, I think what it, it's going to affect definitely four times in the game, and that's going to be the end of all four quarters. It's going to have a, a big effect. And then, you know, to uh, Coach Bree's mentioned a game, they were down 15 points. So, um, you know, if Taylor County in that game decides to hold the ball, they can only hold it for a – a certain period of time so it allows teams to get back in the game. I know we played Jace, uh, Coach Holland this summer and and uh, in in a summer league and we we our kids couldn't stay and guard them as long as they need to guard them. So maybe that's kind of why I'm partial to no shot clock. It also gives you less time the kids have to guard. But I mean that's a perfect example of a of a of a game there just in a in a in a summer league that, uh, you know, that, that they were deliberate. And I don't know how many seconds they took. They may have still got every shot off in 35 seconds, but um, that, that made it hard to guard. 
um, that may have changed the situation. But I think it's real hard to say in every in in those scenarios that five games or two games or you know twenty three games or whatever we played last year is you know is going to make a difference. But uh, it definitely will make a difference in every game. It may not you know it may not change the outcome of those games, but it's definitely going to make a difference in every single game played. And that's kind of the way I feel too. It's just it's you know funny to read some of these replies from people who are you know crowd coaches, if you will, um, talk about how, well, we would have won that game if there was a shot clock or we would have lost that – we wouldn't have lost that game. You know, just that kind of speaks. I'm just wondering, you all, from personal experience, if if there were many games throughout the year. Coach Holland, you got anything you want to touch on that? I'll say this. I mean, as the regular season, like the guys were saying, at the end of the quarters would be a big deal. I go to for one uh, to try to get a possession and – I can see what Coach Breeze was saying there. They can stay in their zone because they've got it. They're going to keep shooting it. So the shot clock would force them to keep shooting it against your zone. So, you know, if they miss three or four shots in a row, you make three or four in a row, you're back in the game. Uh, postseason play is where it would get tricky, I think. The better the competition, the less the possessions. I mean, if you watch uh, the regional tournament here, even Bowling Green and Warren Central over the years, it's been 54-58. You know, it just becomes a grind. The the possessions get less. And I've I've probably been a part of one of the ugliest state tournament games in the history of the state tournament. Uh, we won 39 to 35 over Knox County Central. It was brutal. They would not come out and guard us. It, it made it very hard to run plays, I'll be honest. Um, you know, they had one of their best players had gotten hurt, and they tried to hide him, so they packed it. And our kids kind of froze. Uh, the possessions got to where they were afraid to make a mistake. They didn't want to be the reason we lost. Um, by the way, that's a double overtime game, 39-35. So um, I did get asked in an interview if that's the style of play I was going to play at their school once. And I said, well, if we're winning in the Final Four, I'll take it. But um, I just think the shot clock as, as the regional and state tournament play would go on, it would be – Really interesting to see how it would play out because of the possessions. Coach Hayworth, do you have any thoughts on if, uh, you know, there's multiple games a year to where you feel like the shot clock really makes a difference in our outcome? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm not sure just because we haven't had it. Uh, I just think it forces uh, teams to play a little bit faster, and I think it it makes you, uh, whether you're a small school or a large school, you know, if you do get down, 10 or 12 points like if you get down like even with our team coming up this year if you get down 12 points with four minutes to go it's going to be hard for you to win just because we got really good guards and we can keep you from uh, getting the ball you know at some point you're going to have to foul us so the game's pretty much over unless we just melt down Uh, so you know if you have a shot clock it forces us to have to keep playing so even if you're not as talented or you're a smaller school you still have a chance to come back and win that game, you know, and I, and I think the, the regular season will help prepare you for that, for the postseason. I think it'll make, I just think it'll make the games better in the postseason. And you're probably right. And I think coach Holland touched on that as well about how, you know, the shot clock at the state level or at the uh, KHSAA sweet 16 would probably produce a lot of good basketball. And, you know, once again, I, you know, I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying, and I'll give Coach Henson a chance to talk on that as well. But at the smaller school, like Robertson, already see enough bad basketball. And, 
you know, the shot clock sometimes I think will cause our quality of play to be a lot worse. But, you know, it's just like I said, a personal opinion. But, uh, Coach Henson, you know, however many games as a coach have you been a part of, I know you talked about you're the one that usually tries to slow it down and junk it up. I know from personal experience how you like to do it. Um, so, how many games do you feel like where the shot clock is – I mean, has it really made a difference? I don't know if it's made a huge difference. You know, I, I, I can I can probably count on one hand how many times it's actually made a major difference. I think a lot of when things have happened around here, it's been hard-headedness. You know, somebody went to a certain defense and, you, you know – well, go ahead, you know, go to that defense. I don't – I won't keep ball, you know. If you don't want, you don't want to play us man-to-man, then, you know, I know one year Jamie Johnson at Deming, they were in foul. The King Twins had two apiece. Garth Grouse had two. He goes to a 3-2 zone in the second quarter and, and you know, didn't want to pick up another foul. So, you know, me being who I am, I'm okay. You want a zone, well, I'll hold it till the end – till halftime. Uh, you know, it keeps me in the game, you know, keeps me in the game for about five and a half, six minutes. Um, I'm going to the half down three instead of down maybe 13, 14, and I've got a chance to win in the second half. So I held the ball and, you know, we jabbered back and forth, you know, but I can't, you know, and besides the Clark County game, I can't name you more than a handful of times that that's even been the case. So, I don't even know. You also know, Coach, that we like to play fast at times. And, you know, the, depending, I've been very blessed with, with a lot of talent. I've had teams that weren't so talented. And um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I think only a handful of times that it's really even played a factor. And I'm sure I could adjust to the shot clock fine. I, I'm just kind of old school. I, I, I just – I think it's fine the way it is. And, and I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, I'm a traditionalist. I don't want to see things change. I'm a traditionalist. I like it, you know, the way it's always been. But also see the people who say, you know, in order for the game to continue to grow, we got to grow with it. You know, we got to evolve as well. But in the last topic I want to talk to you guys about, and, you know, I don't want to take too much of your time. Go ahead, Coach. Go ahead. I was just going to say that, you, you know, just because I feel that way doesn't mean I don't respect these guys and how they feel because – I understand, and like I said, if I'm the coach of Montgomery County or Mason County or Scott County, it's not even a thought in my mind. Uh, it's only a thought in my mind because I've been in three of the small schools my whole basketball career, and that, that's why I think the way I think. And that's what I said earlier about, you know, being in a small school. If you give these larger schools more possessions, the chance of us winning decrease. And, um, to me, it's just, you know, if I'm at a larger school, it's just like the seeding and drawing debate. If I'm at a larger school, I'm voting to seed every time. If I'm at Robertson County, where a lot of our regional tournament appearances depend on who we draw, then I'm voting to draw because that's what's best for my kids. But that's a whole other debate that I could get 50,000 um, Twitter impressions on because that's another passionate topic. But the last topic as far as the shot clock goes, and this is the one that probably – people touched on the most and it would probably be a big deal for uh, coach Henson and myself at our schools, but I wouldn't want this to be the reason we didn't do it. And that's the cost, the manpower. Um, you heard multiple people talk about how finding somebody to run the shot clock and running it effectively. 
I had a referee reply and say he referees college games and they can't even find um, competent people at the college level to run the shot clock effectively. There's always problems. People aren't paying attention. You know, and like I said, you know, the cost and the manpower would definitely be a factor at probably Robertson County and Augusta. I know the year we went to three officials, it broke our budget. And you don't realize how much adding that extra $80 and you have all the home games of boys and girls, what it does to your budget. Um, but as much cost and manpower as it would probably cost us at Roberts County and Augusta, I wouldn't want that to be the reason. Do you all feel like at your all schools that the cost, the manpower, finding somebody to run it effectively, I mean, are those issues or – um, Coach Breeze, how do you feel about that? Because that was one thing that everybody mentioned a lot of. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that. I mean, I don't think it's going to be the end all be all, but I mean, we have a we have a hard enough time finding scorekeepers on a consistent basis, you know, because they're a paraprofessional usually, and you know, if we're playing on a Saturday afternoon and they're working or so forth, then we have to find a backup scorekeeper. So it's just another, just another added you know, the mention of having to find somebody to do it, um, you know, the cost, I'm not, I don't know a lot about the cost, you know, AD work and so forth. So, I mean, I guess it would be an added cost. I don't know what you'd pay 25, 30 a game, I guess. So it would add up over the year, another thousand dollars or so. But I just think finding someone to do it uh, would be the biggest thing. Coach Page. You know, you know we, um, being a new school, we actually have shot clocks in our gym right now, but um, uh, they they made a mistake not not putting a clock on the wall, so they had to um, uh, put shot clocks and, and regular clocks on top of the goals. But um, I, I think that you know you know with us again year year three when I started I didn't have anybody doing anything, so um, you know that that makes it tough to what Coach Bree said trying to find people um, to do it. Uh, you know, and then I think it was Mike Webster, the ref you're referring to on your on your comments, it mentioned that. I mean, they're always going to have people that are going to make mistakes, but that's going to happen with the book or, you know, with anything of that nature. I mean, I think you can you can find passionate people that are going to come help you at any, you know, at any place that you're um, that you're at. Are they going to do things perfectly? You know, no, probably not. But, um, you know, that that cost um that's involved I mean we're a self-sufficient program in in our school our, our school system gives us zero uh, dollars every year so um you know any cost that we that we may have we may have to have we'd have to do it through, through our budget but I think the the um obviously being forward I think the the little amount that it would uh cost on an overall aspect of it um you know is something that if it was implemented I, I don't think that should be the reason that that it's not going to be implemented. But again, I'm, you know, I, we're a 5A school as well. So, you know, I, I, I know when I was at Frankfurt as an assistant coach, we probably would have had more trouble finding people to, you know, help us than, than what we're going to have now. Coach Holland, any thoughts on that? Uh, I saw that on Twitter a lot too. Um, I, I'd hope that the cost wouldn't be the end all, um, but it would be someone that has to know what they're doing. I mean, there's rules for the shot clock. It's just not a normal clock. Uh, knowing when to reset it, when it resets itself. Uh, the second thing that the referees didn't mention is poorly officiating. I mean, you're giving them something else that they've got to worry about that is a big deal. We watched Kentucky have a terrible call at the end of a half on a shot clock with three guys that are the best at what they do. So, 
uh, you've got to have the third one would be, are we implementing a shot clock for freshmen and JV levels too? Um, you know, if we're going to do it for the older guys, are we doing it for the younger guys to prepare them for playing? So now you're talking about finding some, you're finding two or three people to run the shot clock. And I'm at a five, a school and I have great parents and, and I'll tell you, I have a hard time finding people that can do the job correctly. Um, and that, that would be a concern, but I'd hope the cost wouldn't be the end all if that was what we decided. Coach Hayworth. Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, I think it, it is definitely going to be a little bit of a cost, but I think it's uh, – I don't think that would be a problem in implementing the shot clock. And, you know, honestly, there aren't going to be a ton of mistakes, uh, just like there are in every game. You know, like refs are going to make bad calls. We're going to make bad play calls. Uh, like when you just put in a human, human factor to anything, we're just going to mess things up. That's just the history of mankind, uh, you know what I'm saying? So if you just go in there and looking at it that way and, you know, and just try to, you know, it's one thing that I try to do. Like I've got two technicals and uh, 10 years of being a coach and both of them for being on the floor. And I just, I'm, I'm not trying to ref the game. So you may, and you may, you're going to lose some games off of bad calls, off of bad shot clock. It's just the way it is. You know what I'm saying? You just can't. And I know it's easy for some of us to say, but you just can't stress about those things because it's out of your control. So, I, you know, I would hate to see that be the main factor, uh, uh, you know, preventing a shot clock. I, you know, I'd hope it would be something else. Coach Jensen? Well, the expense for us would be probably a lot, you know, installing shot clocks. I don't even know what they cost. Um, you know, uh, I mean, so can you see Roach keep the shot clock? I mean, you know, I, I can't, you know, so it, it's going to be a challenge for us. And, uh, you know, we don't pay anyone to keep our clock. Uh, we're very lucky to have a lot of people in our, in our community that, are, you know, Robin Kels, our principal, does about everything known to man, keeps the clock, helps out, and, you know, I'm sure we could find somebody. So the cost of someone doing it may not be a problem. Uh, I don't know what – the only cost I see for us is it would cost to install them. So and – I, and I think, you know, can you see Jerry Mulberry doing a shot clock? I mean, you know, we – that's a that's going to be a challenge for some of these – some of these officials for sure. I mean, and, and I know what we get in Augusta. You know, very rarely do I have the Mike Webster, Clayton books. I mean, you know, Coach, you, you go through that on a daily basis. And, you know, and, you know, this uh, wasn't uh, – and I understand, you know, where we're coming from because at a Class A school, I spoke to the BBA officials one time. They asked me to speak, and I talked about the quality of officials we get at the small schools compared to the uh, – the upper echelon of the 10th and 11th regions. But, you know, this was not meant to pile on the officials, you know, because as Coach Hayworth said, you know, anytime you add the human error or the human involvement, there's going to be error. And, um, but, you know, I've openly said that I'm against the shot clock and that, you know, that probably wouldn't change. However, I don't want the shot clock not to be implemented in the KJSAA because of cost or anything like that. 
And I think the people who say the only reason, you know, when I ask a couple people, because I got several direct messages, when I asked them what was the only reason they were against it, they said, well, the cost, the money, the manpower. I feel like that's an excuse, and they don't have any other reason to be against it, and they want to be against it, so they use that as an excuse. And maybe I'm wrong. Um, I think there's more to it from the coaching aspect of being against it than just cost and manpower. But that was one um, comment that was said by multiple people through different aspects of the state of Kentucky about worried about the cost of implementation than the cost of finding somebody to run it. So um, before hey, we go, go hey, ahead. Nice. I was just going to say, in 1986, when the three-point three point shot was implemented, they found a way to repaint floors. So, uh, you know, if it's implemented, we'll find a way to get a shot clock. And, and I agree with that. And like I said, you know, I don't think there's any school in the state of Kentucky, if it was implemented, that would just say that we can't do it, um, that, you know, they would find ways to do it. So um, – but, you know, I th once again, I thank you guys for your time. It's been about 50 minutes. I told you it would be about an hour. I could talk to great basketball minds all night. I could sit here and dissect zones and man-to-man -man offenses with you guys because I'm, I'm a student of the game. I enjoy it. I love it. But does anybody else have anything they'd like to say regarding, you know, do you think the KHSAA will do it? Is this some – you know, because I wrote down currently right now, and I didn't know Iowa. Coach Breeze just told me Iowa. But right now, there's only eight states, not counting Iowa, that have adopted the shot clock, and that's California, Maryland, Massachusetts, New York, North Dakota, Rhode Island, South Dakota, and Washington. So there's only currently eight, and if Iowa did it this year, that's nine. So um, maybe this is something that we'll pick up and continue to grow. And, you know, if this will grow our game and help evolve it for our kids to play at the next level, then, you know, I think it's great. But does anybody have anything they'd like to add before we go? I appreciate your guys' time. and. It means a lot for you guys just taking an hour out of your time to talk with me. Yeah, I think I was going to implement it in 22-23. Okay, so currently there's only eight then. So I was mentioned that they would adopt it when it becomes time. But they're a step ahead. I think they've already, for 20 years in the girls' game, they've been doing the coin flip anyway, I believe. <laughs> well, well, nice. <laughs> and, and that's another thing. You know, a lot of the coaches that reached out to me were on the girls' side. Um, and – I went with boys coaches, you know, maybe girls coaches, maybe something I do at a later time. But Coach Page, you mentioned that the KHSAA sent out a survey trying to get your all's opinion or your AD's take. Do you know if your girls coach feels the same way you do? Or do you think there's – go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I have not talked to, talked to Coach Wilson um, about it. I know his style of play. I would be surprised if he wasn't for it. But, but I, don't, I don't know that for fact. And I think that's something else that, you know, will kind of come into play at schools that you have a school at a class A school that has a really good boys basketball team and a, a subpar girls basketball team. And obviously I don't think they're going to give us the option to adopt it at the boys level and not use it at the girls level. So um, I guess you guess what I'm saying is, and, you know, I don't know if any of you all perform AD. I know Coach Henson does AD duties as well. I don't know if any of you others do. But uh, that's going to be a tough AD decision when you got to make a decision that you feel is best for everybody involved when actually it may be only best for one of your programs. So that's just something else that's going through my mind right now. I, I think that, and, and I could be totally wrong, but I still think we're at least five years away from this even happening. I, I just that's can't – there's too many unanswered questions with just what you just brought up that I hadn't even thought about. 
you know, girls basketball and how everybody feels. I, I just, I just think there's not going to be enough support and it may be 10 years away. I, 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 I just, I feel like it's five and, and it may happen in two years. I don't know, but I just feel like we're at least five years away. And uh, that, that's my opinion. Well, and uh, Coach Hayworth mentioned earlier, right off the bat, he talked about when he was talking about the research, um, the research that needs to be done. And I would be curious to know how the states that have already used the shot clock or adopted it, how it changed their game, if any at all. Um, and if, you know, just – and, you know, talk to somebody from California or Maryland, Massachusetts, wherever, and – talk about their game of high school basketball before the shot clock and after to see if it was that big of a difference. And, you know, and, and I, I would love to see the other schools. I, I coached in Florida as well. Um, an eight, a school graduates 2,500 kids. I, I know that might be, that might sound crazy, but we played in a Christmas tournament. I'll never forget it. And we were at a three B. So that should just tell you right there. Not a three, a, a three B. We were the second three, a team. Um, we played a team in a Christmas tournament and I opened the Christmas program. I love the Christmas programs that, you know, that teams have. And uh, the team we were playing against had 15 seniors on their roster. Uh, no juniors, no sophomores, all 15 were seniors. So some of these states are so much bigger than us. Uh, getting 15 really good players out of 2,500 seniors wouldn't be really hard. You'd hope. <laughs> I don't even know if we have 15 boys in our senior class. I can't imagine. I graduated with 21, seniors. Coach. Well, I had, I had 21, I, 21 kids at Redbird and 11 boys. Yeah, we had 29 at Augusta, and we had about a mix of even boys and girls. But uh, um, I think what Coach Hayworth said early on about the research is something that would be interesting. It was very interesting to hear Coach Page talk about his numbers and, you know, about the average number of possession and things like that. But I would like to see a little bit more research and – um, Coach Henson says five years down the road, and that may be a good number. I don't know, but um, I feel like uh, I feel like it's something that's probably going to happen at some point in time. And I just wanted to get your all's feelings on it and how you feel. And like I said, you all have been more than gracious, and I appreciate that. So, guys, Coach Page, Coach Holland, Coach Hayworth, Coach Breeze, Coach Henson, I appreciate your guys' time, and uh, appreciate all you all do for high school basketball. And thank you, guys.